All right, guys, good morning. Welcome out to Psychology Hacks. Today we're going to be talking about some strategies to help you win arguments a little bit better, help you persuade others a little easier. So growing up, we all learn various strategies for navigating through life. The strategies that we choose are going to vary quite a bit, and it depends on a pretty wide variety of factors, which leaves a pretty much infinite potential for personality development. And it's always been really interesting to me that you know, 10 people can experience the exact same event and come out on the other side with 10 completely different interpretations of what happened. Uh, the human mind, it just has an incredible ability to assign meaning to events and to justify that interpretation down the road. Um, as children, we have, uh, we don't, we don't have a whole lot of control over our world. So we have to rely on, on other methods. We have to rely on what tools we do have available to us and strength Authority, wisdom, um, knowledge, experience, those are not the tools that we have at the time. So instead, as children, we learn to manipulate adults to get what we want. And we grow up learning how to talk to people in subtle, sneaky ways. But as we get older and we start becoming more socialized, we typically kind of lose this ability. Or it gets more dull, if nothing else. So the socialization, it's not all bad. Um, while it can definitely suppress... Um, individual characteristics. It also allows us to assimilate into society um, in a very useful way. So some children, of course, do resist um, or they're just never properly socialized to begin with, um, it, whether that's the parent's fault, society's fault, or sometimes it's a kid, but um, but they maintain these manipulative traits into adulthood. Okay, And there's people that definitely take advantage of others who will absolutely wreak havoc and use people. Um, and those are the people that we have to learn to look out for. They play on our emotions. They have absolutely no issue with lying to us about um, guilting us into doing whatever that they want us to do. And we all are going to run into these people um, repeatedly, unfortunately. And we just we have to learn how to protect ourselves from them. Um, so that's that's part of what I'm talking about today in, in terms of winning arguments and persuading people is just learning to look out for manipulators um, and understand when somebody is manipulating you. But also, at the same time, it's not about just protecting yourself. I mean, you do want to be able to exert a certain amount of control over your environment. You do want to have a certain amount of influence around um, the people in your life, um, whether that's at work or you know your social groups, whatever. Um, and just having a good understanding of how to talk to people can go a really long way towards um, getting what we need out of life. And the goal here is not to become a manipulator per se, but nobody got very far without the ability to persuade others. So we need to make that a, a topic of study. So whenever you find yourself in any kind of conflict from now on, start looking at it as a learning experience, okay? Because you're going to get much more out of life if you look at it as a learning experience. If you look at it as a black and white situation, this is exactly what happened. You're only going to get so much out of that. But when you look at it as this is my chance, this is an opportunity to gain knowledge, to do something better, that's when things start to change for you. You also start to enjoy it more because it's, it's, just, it's a process. It's a... It, it, kind of help you put, get into a flow state, which is what we're going to talk about next episode. But um, the key, uh, the way I look at it is I just remember we're, we're living in a simulation. None of this is real and nothing is, if nothing else, it's not what it seems to be. Uh, whether you believe that or not is kind of irrelevant. The, the point is that nothing is what it seems to be because 
like I said, 10 people can go through the exact same thing and see it completely differently. Um, and that's even, it's just especially true with human behavior. Uh, wh whatever the issue is, um, if you do a little digging into whatever the problem is, um, you're going to find that the root cause of said problem has absolutely nothing to do with the current situation. So when you're talking to people, never look at the face value of things. Always try to look behind what they're saying. Um, ask questions to get to the bottom of their motivations. Try to look at things symbolically and realize that they're, they are acting from their their programming their childhood the the way that they've chosen to view reality you have to look at everything they say from that light not as you can't look at it from your viewpoint of well this is how the world is and you need to look at it from the viewpoint of they are interpreting events totally different for me okay um because reactions to events that took place um, in childhood, years ago, teenage years, um, they'll continue to drive people, uh, even adults. Um, you know, once you develop a habit as a kid, it's um, it's really difficult to break that. And a lot of times, you'll you'll maintain that habit into adulthood and not even realize what you're doing. And it just feels right. It feels wrong to do anything else. You know, you don't really consciously think about it because um, you don't think about habits consciously for the most part. So once you start to really understand and integrate this into your mindset, you're going to start to notice um, that you approach social situations much diff differently. And that is the goal. You're going to start to develop a certain amount of wisdom and oversight to read between the lines and to see the true motivations of the person underneath the facade that they present to the world, which that's going to bring you an incredible power. It's going to help you to begin to understand others better than they even understand themselves now word of caution here understanding others better than they understand themselves sounds great and sometimes it is um, but it can get very frustrating especially with people that you spend a lot of time with because it can be it, it just it it puts you on a very different level and it can get kind of aggravating <laughs> to say the least it can get aggravating um, but I'm not saying that that's reason to not go through with it so just just putting it out there so to begin with, figure out what the person is really trying to say. Look through the illusion that they are presenting to you. So do they truly even believe in the words that are coming out of their mouths? More than likely not. There's something deeper going on. And the beliefs that people choose, the beliefs that they have, which they choose, um, they're really just ways to display their big five personality traits, which we've talked about these before. We're going to keep talking about them because they're very important. But to reiterate, those those traits are agreeableness, conscientiousness, extroversion, openness to experience, and neuroticism. So each of these are traits, and um, they're 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 a scale. Everybody is somewhere on the scale, you know, between extremely or not at all. Um, and even though we don't realize it, most of the time our decisions are being guided by our ranking in those traits. So we unconsciously dis display. Um, where we stand in those as a means of attracting um, viable partners, uh, tribe members, for lack of better terms. So, for example, um, it, it's not if you're low in agreeableness, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're going to be like people do display that low amount of agreeability. But a lot of times that there's they attract other people who are also low in agreeability. Um, and so you see a lot of people that are very prone to arguments you know they kind of flock together because people that are 
highly agreeable typically don't want to say get married to somebody who's very unagreeable and there's obviously exceptions um we're not going to get too far into the weeds with this um particular topic today but um you know people that are very conscientious tend to to flock together and so on and so forth we display where we're at on these scales as a way of bringing other people um, around us so political views are a big one um you know, our, our political views are very much reflective of our big five personality traits. Um, and if you can analyze the person accurately, then you can determine what trait they're trying to display um, with their words or, or actions. And a lot of times that is what's driving people's behavior. If you're having a disagreement with somebody, um, if you can figure out what that, that underlying need is, um, like what they're trying to prove to the world because nine times out of ten is something that they're trying to prove to the world Sometimes it's because they just want something um, for a matter of maybe comfort But more often than not um, They're trying to prove something and if you can satisfy that need without um, Or if you can find a way to satisfy that need you might not have to do what it is or they're arguing for um, If it's something that you're against if, you, if you're in conflict with this person if you can satisfy that need instead uh, then you can potentially get what you want and make them happy as well which is is the goal i mean you want to make everybody happy if possible it's not always possible obviously but if you can get a win-win situation then great um if not at least you know compromise is always uh, on the back burner somewhere but um if you also if you're just dead set on it if you realize that you know this person fairly well um that they're trying to display certain big five personality traits and you can start finding evidence how their position, their argument contradicts what they're trying to display, that can really drive a wedge um, between them and their argument. That can that can really just kind of tear everything apart because they're going to start feeling like, well, this doesn't align with my goals anymore. And you're doing this to help them. You know, you're not being manipulative. Um, manipulative. You're, you're, you're trying to help them, of course, naturally. Um, so when convincing your opponent um, that your or his or her argument is not consistent with their goals and morals, um, while that is a, a very assured way to victory, um, because it, it does create cognitive dissonance, like we talked about before, is incredibly powerful force. It's cognitive dissonance when um, your brain just can't uh, rationalize things. Like it just doesn't. It's, it's not. It doesn't line up. It's not consistent anymore. Um, it's not. It's not always a manipulation tactic. Like I said, it's it's common for people to get wrapped up in arguments and realize halfway through that they're either wrong or they just don't care anymore i mean i i know i do it all the time i'll start arguing about something and i'll just like you know I, I don't even care anymore it's not worth the effort um sometimes being uh asked just to explain yourself um that's more than enough uh, to kind of let people uh, pick out their own flaws basically if you if you ask a lot of questions sometimes what i've noticed is that people will in the in the process of justifying themselves, you'll start to see flaws and holes in their logic and their thinking. And if you question them in a um, non-confrontational way, if you just ask them, "Oh, well, what about this? Like, can you explain that to me?" Um, you know, at first they'll probably be confrontational, and if there's someone who's just angry that being questioned at all, uh, you know, you're not going to get very far. But that person's probably if somebody gets gets angry when you ask them to explain themselves in a calm, rational way, and you're honestly just, I want to understand your position, which you can't really effectively argue against somebody if you don't understand their position. So this is what we're trying to accomplish here. We're, try, we're trying to dig down um, 
to the basis of what they're talking about. We're, we're trying to look for all those flaws and we're kind of letting them talk themselves into those flaws, kind of letting them see the issues that they have uh, without even saying it, without saying, oh, well, no, you're wrong. Look at this. No, say, so, well, can you explain this? And if they can, then great. But you, they're going to be hesitant about it. They're going to start having problems with it. And if they have an ironclad argument and they just know exactly what they're talking about and they're totally convinced, you know, if they, if they, if they've thought through everything, maybe they are right. Maybe in this situation, maybe you need to change, but um, if nothing else, you need to at least come up with a better strategy. Now, if somebody is getting mad, like, how dare you question me? I don't like being questioned. Well, they're probably too immature to really talk to at this point. Maybe at that point, you, you might have to rely on um, straight up manipulation tactics, which does happen sometimes. Unfortunately, even with adults and, you know, even older people, um, honestly, actually, I see it a lot with older people. Uh, you see it with uh, probably parents a lot because they don't like their kids to question them because children tend to be kind of annoying with their questions, but that's kind of what you have to do. You have to be willing to keep asking and asking and asking. If you worked in sales, you're probably familiar with this. You need to ask as many questions as possible. Um, but the, but the, the key is to, to, to ask and to, to really listen, like to really be interested in the answer, not just confrontation. Oh, well, what about this? What about that? The, the, the more you can really ask questions and let them present themselves, be genuinely interested, they'll start to feel like you actually care and you're not just arguing with them like you are trying to work with them. Um, and you're letting them do the talking, which um, well, allows you to sit back and very carefully construct your argument while you're collecting information. So then the next step is to gain a foothold in the conflict by small, by, or excuse me, by finding those small places um, in their defenses that are you know, kind of weak and, you know, not quite together. Um, and a lot of times that's pretty easily accomplished. All you have to do is point out those obvious flaws in logic, like we talked about. Um, but you, you also need to understand that they, they might not realize that they're there because there, there might be some sort of willful ignorance. And if it's a willful ignorance, they're consciously trying to avoid it. You need to really lean into that. There's going to be a lot of friction. It's going to be uncomfortable. They don't, they're not going to want to talk about it. So you're going to have to make them talk about it. You're going to have to ask those questions. So look to see what are they resistant to thinking about. Because if you can get them to dig into that, that's probably where the fall and their logic is. Okay. Um, so just ask as many questions as you can. Um, all right. Now, by asking these questions, you're going to get them to bring out the flaws in their logic on their own. So you don't really need to argue against anybody who's kind of realizing that they've built their, their house on, on the sand. Um, just just get in tune with them. Gain rapport. Match their energy, their tonality, their body language. Kind of slowly um, get in sync with them and then start to lead them. Once you're in sync with them, then you can lead them and put them in a calm state of mind. You know, you, you got to meet them where they're at, but then you can, you can, if they're confrontational, you got to be confrontational too. But then once you're, you're in sync, you can, you can calm down and they'll start to calm down with you. Um, and that, that, that's a good way to potentially diffuse hostile situations. It's a lot of people, it's, a, it's something that a lot of people don't realize is that if you, if you get into, into confrontation with somebody, and say they're screaming, they're freaking out, they're they're all like just in a blind rage. You can't go up and say, "Well, listen, we're gonna talk now." That's just gonna make them even more upset. 
Um, and that's something a lot of people don't realize. Like you can't just be totally calm in that situation. You have to meet them like halfway. You, you don't have to start screaming back at them, but you have to be able to get worked up a little bit. You, they have to, they have to feel like you're in some kind of connection before you can start to lead them into that place of calm more often than not. Um, unless you can shock them out of it, but, um, that can go either way. That can be tricky sometimes. Um, but honestly, uh, something that people don't realize is that a lot of arguments can be solved pretty easily if both parties are just in the right state of mind to communicate um, in a mature fashion. Uh, sometimes you have to be the person that guides others into this place of calmness, um, but but once you're there, you're going to take away most of their resistance. Um, once you've led them to that place, you're not going to have nearly as much of a struggle. So that's a very key uh, component of arguing with people is getting everybody into the right frame of mind. You don't want to be in a shouting match saying, well, explain yourself on this. You need, you need to turn it into a conversation where you're exchanging ideas, where it's a give and take, where you're saying, oh, well, maybe I'm wrong about this, but um, how about that? And they feel like you're contributing. You're not just trying to out-talk them. Okay. So, once you're both communicating, once you're both on the same page, um, then you can start scoring points on them. If you can get if you can get them to say yes to even small points, if you can get them to agree to anything, then you can start leading them and make them say yes to even progressively bigger and bigger issues um, until you're both kind of agreeing. And sometimes you might have to compromise, but um, <clears throat> if you start if, if if you start off by asking them to agree with something and they're just totally resistant to it well then you got to find out what is the common ground here what what can we agree on like um maybe it's the terms of values you know maybe we both agree that we want the same end met we just don't agree on how to do it okay well so we can agree on how what, what the end goal is here right who want we want this and as you as you practice that you're going to start getting better and better at it and you're going to realize certain tricks you're going to start uh you're going to start to get more in tune with people. And what's really important also is to really just closely observe people. Um, just kind of watch them as, as much as you possibly can and always listen and watch more than you say and do. Um, and that's, you're going to start to realize when you bring up points, you're going to get a sense or you're going to see reactions that tell you that they don't agree or they're about to say no. And you want to try to stop that as much as possible. <laughs> um, again, this is a sales tactic. Uh, if you know that they're about to say no, just keep talking. Just like don't aggressively talk over them and like be confrontational and steamroll everything that they say. But if you know that they're just going to uh, disagree and, you know, do it as enthusiastic as possible. Don't 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 be saying um, don't like just interrupt them just keep talking and 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 make it seem like you're excited and that's why you're still talking about this this point no no no. like this actually like i think we can work this out you know we do agree on this well here's a better way why here's why this doesn't work and here's why this does work and you know just kind of don't give them a chance to really say no and pause on the points where you think you can get them to say yes to um that's something i use a lot um and it, it does involve a certain amount of skill in terms of being able to talk, um, being able to speak um, con continuously, <laughs> which does take practice. Um, I know that sometimes when I'm in, 
when I'm really thinking about things like what, like what I am right now, I don't necessarily speak um, as smoothly as I would like to. Um, I do pause a lot, but in terms of being in conflict with somebody, I kind of have learned to switch into a different state of mind where I just speak continuously. Now, that's not the, a, a good strategy to use all the time. Um, it, it's, there's a time and place for it. Like I said, the more you observe, the better off you're going to be. But once you start getting into that place of communication, it's a give and take, and you've really heard everything that they have to say, and they're just repeating themselves. At this point, then you can start to you should have a pretty good argument formulated to begin with. But at that point, you can start to launch into your spiel a bit more. Um, and human relationships, they're they are very dynamic. They're very complicated. And there's not often going to be a total crushing victory. Um, and even if there is, you don't want a total crushing victory all the time. Because you still have to... If it's certain situations, it's okay. But a lot of times, you're still going to have to deal with these people. Like, you're going to have to be around them if it's as... Um, if you're in a relationship with somebody, obviously, you really don't want to ever just totally crush them. Um, you, you want to really both come to terms of an agreement. You need to both be on the same page. If it's friends, again, like you, you've got to see these people again. You don't want to just annihilate them and have total victory. You you want to like come to terms. You want them to really agree with you. Um, you might have you're gonna to have to take responsibility for your shortcomings. You're gonna to have to agree to compromises sometimes. And you want to seek those win-win situations where you're not compromising, but you both get exactly what you want. Um, and that takes practice. Uh, but you're going to build resentment if you just kind of totally crush everybody around you. Um, you know, if it's at work, I mean, you might you might totally destroy somebody once or twice, but you're going to have a reputation as being the kind of person that um, does that to people. And you're, you're not putting yourself in a good situation to move forward. You want as many people on your side as possible. You don't want to be the one person who's just kind of out there on his own using Machiavellian techniques and, you know, stabbing people in the back and, you know, totally winning arguments. You want somebody that people are excited to help, that people are, that they feel good talking to you. They they walk away from an argument feeling like they accomplished something, like they were heard, like they got something done. Um, otherwise, they're just going to put up higher and higher walls to protect themselves from you. So... The master in this situation does not seek domination, but um, is more comfortable building power uh, from within their own circle of influence, from their own um, abilities. And that can take a lot of patience. It's not always easy to do that. It's not always easy to sit quietly and listen while somebody attacks and argues against you. There's obviously a point where enough is enough and you've got to actually lash out and you've got to actually put people in place. Uh, but in general, the ability to understand those verbal assaults and to kind of to not react too much when people um, disagree with you, that's going to speak more for your character than anything else that you can really do or say. So take the time and the effort to train that need to react out of your system. And it's going to feel at first like you're as a blow to your ego and like you're just being quiet and you should say something, especially if you're a hot tempered person. I know that like this is going to be a struggle for you guys, but you have to do it. You have to learn not to react to people. You have to learn not to let stress and whatnot um, just eat you apart. You have to learn not to let the words that people say burn under your skin and smolder for days or weeks. You've got to learn to get that stuff under control. Otherwise, you're just a slave to your own impulses. You're never going to be in a place of real power because people are going to be... Anybody who has any sense at all is going to find out very quickly how easy it is to manipulate you because it's very e easy to play off of 
um, your your anger. So remember, if you're insulted, remember that that doesn't mean that you have to respond. Um, a, a response at all really just implies that your the insult was worth responding to in the first place. So it's given it certain amount of authority over you so instead of dignifying them with the control that they want try to turn the tables on them and let themselves just let them just talk themselves into a corner in the long run that might um it, it might seem difficult at first but it, it will keep you in the superior position so if the behavior does persist of course you might eventually have to you know put an end to them permanently and totally crush them like i, like I talked about um, because you don't want to let somebody walk all over you. And some people are like that. Some people will, they just like to berate others. They like to put them down. And in that situation, yeah, that it might be a power struggle. It might be something where you've got to overthrow them and you're not going to come to terms with them. Uh, and that's going to be up to your judgment. I'm not telling you when or when not to do that. I would say that your default should be to have everybody walk away from a situation feeling good and feeling better. And like I said, um, that starts by getting into rapport with them, by getting into sync and communicating openly and honestly, seeking to have a win-win situation. Not not to not to give over um, your main points, not to roll over and let them take what they want, but to get what you want and to help them get what they want to. Look for what they're trying to say um, underneath the surface of their actions, uh, and then just just the more you practice this stuff, the better you're going to get at it. And remember also, uh, moving forward, when you do start tearing apart an argument, remember to leave a face-saving exit strategy. Sun Tzu writes about how you should never completely surround an enemy, but instead you need to leave some kind of escape route. Um, there's an old saying that a, a cornered rat will fight for its life. Um, you know, if if it, if, it, if it can escape, then it, it'll just run on. But if it, if it, if it gets to the situation where you, you have to either fight for your life or die, like, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to fight that much more viciously. But if there's a hope of escape, you're, you're going to have that in the back of your mind. Well, I kind of, I have to just leave and, you know, you know, get out of this. So uh, if, if you have, if you create an exit strategy for somebody and say, hey, well, what about this option? And it's, they don't look like they're they're selling out. They look like they they get to keep the facade of being a good person or whatever. They get to satisfy their needs to display those personality traits. Um, and they've realized that they're wrong already and you give them this way out. Like you give them a way of saying, um, you know, maybe maybe you tell them that um it's it's just it would you I, I don't know. It's gonna depend on the situation. A lot of times I'll I'll let somebody kind of convince themselves that they they're just fighting the argument and they they've realized that they're fighting the argument and they don't believe in their position anymore. And then I'll tell them something about how well, I I do respect their opinion and I wish I could have been better um suited for this challenge and that they probably have a leg up on it, but I need help in some way. Like I I'm doing this and like I need their assistance somehow. And I can give them a way to feeling valuable. And like I said, I can't give you specifics because it's, it's going to vary depending on various situations. And there's a lot of hidden factors and variables. It's something you just got to practice. But keep that in mind. Don't corner somebody. Leave them a way to get out of it and to feel good about themselves in the process. Okay? So next point. Um, and I'm kind of just going through quick little points here for the rest of this episode we're we're about to wrap up but um next point attack the argument never the person try to have some empathy 
um, for their moral and intellectual views, try to mimic them as much as possible, as well as their body language. Um, doing that, like I said, puts you in sync. Um, and people like people who are like them. They like people who are like them. So learn to become a bit of a, chame a chameleon and to make them feel safe with you, to be like them. Um, after you establish that rapport, then you can start to slowly undermine the argument. But remember, don't attack the person's character and them because uh, that's going to make them defensive. That's going to give them make them feel cornered, like I was talking about. Attack the argument and say, well, you know, this argument is flawed, but I understand where you're coming from. Like, you're totally a good person for saying this, for example. Start looking out for contradictions. Um, look for those inconsistencies. Look for friction points, anything that you can find that just doesn't make sense. Um, like I said, you got to look through the facade that they're putting out there. Um, don't be scared to use social pressure against somebody. Show them how quote unquote, most people um, do agree with you. Um, just cause those herd instincts to kick in as much as possible. Because um, most people don't have the courage to go against the crowd. If they feel like it's them against everybody, they're going to start to change their mind. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Um, don't ever directly command somebody. Just kind of guide them, nudge them, make them um, think that what the conclusion that they come to is their own idea through the use of suggestions um, just kind of lead them to where you want to go don't don't be abrupt about it there's a time and a place to be confrontational direct and abrupt but the majority of the time when it comes to dealing with people it's it's not um and even even in the situations where it is useful and it is the right strategy if you haven't learned how to use the indirect method then you're, you're not really capable of making an informed decision you're not you don't really know if it's the right um, the right path. And then of course, um, use re positive reinforcement. That's something that most people don't use during arguments, like encourage and reward them. If they say, if they concede even a little bit, if they, the, the slightest bit of agreement that they show you, um, you know, shower them with, you know, good feelings with, um, praise and like, you know, emotions. And I mean, do this in the way that you talk to them, the way that you speak to them. I mean, with your kind of your, your tone, your energy, um, and then start to use shaping tactics. So, you know, then maybe they give in a little bit and you're like, you kind of like, you get all excited and you kind of like, not in a selfish way, but in a, you know, you're saying good things about them and you're, you're making them feel good about themselves. And then you gently guide them to, um, the main point that you're trying to make. So just remember that the first step um, in gaining victory in arguments and any kind of verbal conflict is to change the way that you frame those interactions in your mind. So it's, it's really easy to get caught up in the heat of the moment. A lot of people are going to look at each interaction as a battle to be won and immediately go into survival mode. You don't want to do that. Instead, what you want to do is you want, you want to learn to take a step back and disengage from your emotions and from the situation. Like I said, don't be a slave to your impulses. Don't just react. You have to treat each encounter as a learning experience, like I already talked about, and detach your ego from everything. If you if you take the situation personally, you're going to take any defeats personally, and you're not you're going to have a hard time learning. You're going to start to develop feelings of inferiority um, for starters, and when you win, you're gonna it's going to go to your head, and it's going to have a bad effect on you as a person and on your character. Um, but it, but if instead if you if you view every interaction as a learning experience, then you're building yourself up. You're getting better every day and every time you go through these situations. So focus on what you can control 
You can't control the other person's beliefs. You can't control their reactions, but you can control how you react to what they say and do. You can control how you frame the situation in your mind, how you choose to see it. You can take responsibility for the way that you navigate through these interactions. Instead of simply leaving it up to your unconscious programming, you can use each and every interaction as an opportunity to more closely observe the other person and to collect as much information as possible about them and to just learn. So don't pass judgment too early on in this. Just because you start to notice subtle body language cues and patterns, that doesn't mean that you have the experience to really analyze that yet. So in the beginning, be very patient, be very observational, and don't jump to conclusions. All right. So you guys have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We got another one coming tomorrow. Um, Be on the lookout for it. Have a great day.